0: Hi, everybody. It's Neil Hamill. Today's podcast is sponsored by Page Boy. Ladies, did you know that the time it takes you to drive from home to the salon and back, the Page Boy pros could have arrived at your home, done your hair and makeup, and have you out the door. Another awesome feature of Page Boy is it's so easy. You just download the Page Boy app in the App Store, where the best in beauty is at your fingertips. Hi everybody! Hello everyone! I'm Neil.
1: Hi, and I'm Libby. Hi, Libby. Hi,
0: Z. Hi, Christy Schiller. <laughs> Hi,
1: honey.
0: Oh Christy my God! Do we have a show today? We have one of Steve Harvey's Harvey's heroes. Okay. Number. We have one situation. a genuine, bona fide Texas rancher. Yes. Owner and breeder of quarter horses, and. To any Texan or anyone that lives in the Southwest, you know what a quarter horse is. <laughs> Those are the working horses on any um, ranch or farm. Uh, founder of Canines for Cops.
1: Amazing I'm so glad you didn't lead in with Socialite.
2: Well, always get he's
0: going to get there. Well, I'm, I'm headed there. <laughs> Just hang on a second. Um, definitely one of the most glamorous Glamazon women Ever. 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 She's beautiful, she's glamorous, she's really sexy. She was in Playboy.
2: Are you available to speak at my funeral?
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be speaking at mine. Um Playboy Bunny, I mean, hello. I mean... And then she was on the radio on KLOL in Houston. Uh she was Lucy Lips. The, the skirt, skirt with the, with the, the dirt. dirt. <laughs> Okay, and had a a big career in television on CBS, E!, hard copy. I mean, she ain't no joke, Mm -mm. okay? And yes, a socialite. But a working Married to a bona fide, genuine Texas oil man. That's right. That amazing John Schiller. We love him, too, by the way.
1: We want Will to go back up just a little bit. Just a little bit. Well, he's not hard on the eyes, either.
0: No, and he's a big teddy bear. He's so cute. He's so sweet.
1: Um, And mother to the doodle. The doodle. The doodle.
0: Sinclair. Sinclair Who we're all obsessed with. with. He's off at camp right now. Yes. Yes. Uh, You know, so anyway, please join us in welcoming Christy Schiller.
2: Thank you guys for having me. We have so much to talk about. We're just going to rock and roll. Yes.
0: But I want to say one thing about Sinclair, the doodle. The One day, Christy and I are having lunch at La and we're talking about her daughter. And I said, hang on a minute. You know that she's an indigo child, right? And she said, uh, is that a good thing? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a really good thing. She's like, I don't – can you explain that to me? And I said – I'm going to do my best to explain it but best thing is just go google it. Mm-hmm. And so like and 48 down? hours later I get this text from Christie. She said, "Boy, oh boy, will you ever write?" <laughs> Dead on. So now whenever she talks to me about um about Sinclair, she says, "You're indigo Your child." Indigo
1: baby. Indigo baby. I love it.
0: And Hi Sinclair. Hi Sinclair. Sinclair's at camp right now and she has not ridden home. She hasn't yet.
1: No. She's having way too much fun. It's way too much fun. Way. And she's writing the camp
2: newspaper. Oh, she that's is. That's the only way I know she's alive. Oh my god, that's <laughs> so cute. <laughs> I love she's it. got her own
1: column with her own byline. Okay, now that's cute. Taking after her mama. Taking
2: after her mama.
0: Well, one of the funny things—well, um, this isn't a funny thing; it's a great thing—is Christy. Canines for Cops was had a float in the Rose Parade, they and did. so someone asked Christy, "Tell that story." <laughs> it's so, funny.
2: someone asked me this weekend. Now, where did you grow up? And I said, kind of South Texas. And they said, well, how long does it take to get from where you grew up to Houston? I said, on the back of a float, 18 years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that they got took it. A well, took a minute. Well, we got it. That is hysterical. Yeah. Being from Baytown, we, we yeah. can feel your flow. Feel Oh, it.
0: yeah. <laughs> Big time. So where do you want to start? I mean, should we talk about?
1: I mean, like I said, we could spend growing the entire up in small town Texas. up on the you know, up in small
0: town, Texas. Libby and I did, so we're down with that. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. People look back and say, you know, what, like little peon town you grew up in? That little peon town, don't you look? Don't you embrace it? Oh, I mean, totally. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be anything mm-hmm. what I was if I'm not sure what I am, but. If I hadn't grown up in a small town, you feel like the whole town raises you
1: totally. And And you you go back, you know, like we have a kind of text there with my high school girlfriends, and every—I mean, it's just—it's honestly like going home. It's like this is my whole like what how like you're saying like what you are now is because of all that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, you know, small town Texas raises good folks mm-hmm. it does it does they bring up some solid people
1: i love to drive lauren by our football stadium stalwart okay. stadium Stalworth, did yeah. she's like oh at kinkade we had to study all the arts. and honey you know You're like we studied friday night lights. i'm like child look we think we, <laughs> like,
0: we kept it <laughs> i'm like right i'm ball. pretty
1: sure none of the football team had one you know passing grade except for like a little nudge from coach you know you when know, ford
0: uh, Ger- uh, gerald ford was president He came to Texas, and they said, what do you want to do? And he said, I really want to see a Texas high school football game. Do you know that he came to Baytown to see my Robert E. Lee Ganders play? Wow. I forget who, at Stalworth Stadium. That's amazing. And I remember just being at the top of the Mm -hmm. stadium, because you could see I-10 for a gazillion miles, Uh and watching the presidential motorcade coming down I-10, and there he was, the president of the United States, Rooting for the Ganders.
1: Love it. Well, hey. Star Wars Stadium is bigger than, like, some college oh, stadium, Right. I mean, it's huge, which I'm sure... Well, no, we had
2: uh, Hopper Field, where I was from, in <laughs> Brazosport, and I would have told you that was as big as NRG Stadium. I'm mm-hmm. sure, And yeah. I went back not long ago, and I was like, is... Um, <laughs> What happened? Emanate Domain happened? What? Well, so how did it get smaller? Yeah. Well,
0: you know what, honey? It was never big enough to hold you. Because mm-hmm. Christy Haas was on to bigger and better <laughs> Let things. Let me
2: tell you. Oh, my gosh. I look back at some of the things, and I think, I couldn't have done that in a big town. No. I couldn't no. have done no. that in a big town. Oh okay. god! I drove a forklift to Sonic.
1: I couldn't I have done love that in it. a big town. No. 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 Mm-mm. And you also couldn't uh. be called in for cow tipping by the cops and have them show up and say, God, you look more and more like your mother every day. <laughs> I'm like, oh, hi, officer. Sounds like my mom's homecoming date. Like, not, you know, exactly. things that wouldn't yeah, fly things, up in here. Right. So where does it start for the venturing into the world of media in Houston and the glamorous life that you... You
2: know, I have to tell you, I, I grew up between uh, Rockport, Aransas Pass and Freeport. And um, my parents were in the offshore oil business, originally, like everybody started out in the shrimping business, uh, long before Bubba Gump made it <laughs> fashionable. <laughs> and I have to tell you, one of my dad's dear friends was a gentleman by the name of Jim Payne, and he owned the local radio station, and it was called K-Breeze. And it was K- down Naturally. on Surfside, <laughs> and people would stop through. And now we call them press junkets or whatever. But, you know, mm-hmm. Willie Nelson, Charlie Pride, Charlie Rich. Ooh, yes. The good stuff. And they were all his friends. Love and that. And my parents would fry fish and he'd bring them by. And anything with a microphone. It didn't have to be turned on. I just <laughs> absolutely <laughs> loved it. I, I, it was like, you, everybody remembers when they got their first Barbie? Uh-huh. I just wanted a used microphone. I love oh, that. I Monster of Flame. Yeah. That's it. amazing. That I is love a that really story. Good story. Well, yes, and I went to the, the local radio station. Uh-huh. Uh huh. By the time we got a hundred thousand watt tower, and I went to them and I said, "I will work for free. I will do. I will do sales. I will do anything. I'll, I'll just work for free." And I was the one, you know, working nights at two in the morning, oh, and. Wow. It's just anything. I anything love It's to...
1: just better than an education yeah. almost.
2: So when I came to U of H and majored in broadcasting and my father told me, you should major in hotel restaurant management. <laughs> There's no future <laughs> in working on the radio. You can make your path. And, you know, if you yeah. go into hotel restaurant sure. management, little did I know I would have done that if I'd have known I'd run a ranch today.
1: And <laughs> that you're running a small I did. Hotel. And then
2: I got my first gig at KLOL. Stevens and Pruitt. Yeah. And they said, You probably don't want to use your real name. Okay. Just because.
0: Because it was Stevens and Pruitt. Right. On 101. And we have
2: a couple of crazy <laughs> listeners, followers. And so I had the nickname when I was little, Lucy Lips, because I tattled on my brother. Loose Lips ink Ships. Right. And so I said, I don't have a name. So I went on the air the first day and I was like, I don't have a name. I don't have a name. And somebody called in and said it sounds like Lucy
1: Lips that, that I is grew up so with. Funny, and it was
2: a boy from my sh- down the street from me. And
1: I, they <laughs> there said, it was there? It is. There's the name. I love it.
2: The skirt with the dirt.
1: The skirt with, with the, the dirt. dirt. Is that just brill? brilliant? Everyone needs a tagline like that.
0: And then you had big TV, you know, CBS E. <laughs> uh, e. Um, well, I kind of hard copy. Doing, I
2: was doing. Um, I was doing entertainment reporting, kind of before it became. I think. Well, in yeah.
0: 1997, you were, Forbes magazine named you queen of the internet. They and did. So you had a cover story. I said 1997, kids.
2: 20 years ago. So
0: this one is a visionary on top of Truly. it. She's like, I get it, and I'm on it. I'm
2: on it. Oh. I I worked for Metro Networks, which a lot of people did in this town. Mm-hmm. After I would get off the air in the morning doing morning radio, I would go over and work at Metro in the afternoons. And they were the largest feed, if you remember, the Sapersteins, for yes. uh, weather, sports, but traffic right was their thing. and. I had a friend that had an idea for a company, and his name was Mark Cuban.
1: Okay. And Mark,
2: Mark came, <laughs> and he called me in Houston. And he was very successful prior mm-hmm. to, I mean, he's always been Mark Cuban. But sure. b- before he was globally Mark Cuban. And he said, I have an idea. We're going to be able to get Indiana Hoosiers, oh, sorry, he just called them Hoosiers, on the Internet, and you'll be able to hear them on your radio. I said, that's awesome. I'm all for it. I said, what's a Hoosier? <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling you. I'm feeling your love, but what's a, Hoosier? what's a Hoosier? And so he explained what a Hoosier was, and of course it's where he went to school, and he said, I'm going to sell this concept mm-hmm. to radio stations, and at the time, it was called AudioNet. Oh, right. And later on, it became Broadcast.com. And he was like, you need to come work for me. I have he had two employees at the time, uh-huh. not counting Todd Wagner, and he said, I'll pay you what you're paying now, and I'll give you stock in the company. So wow. I went back to a, a, somebody that was a, a trusted advisor to my family, and I said, he wants to give me stock. That sounds so <laughs> valid. important." And he said, half of nothing's nothing. There won't be ever be a company that goes public on the internet. That's what the internet. your
1: advisor wow. said?
2: Yes. Welcome Wilson Senior.
1: Oh, me that wait. Oops. Can we talk about that? <laughs> Rockstar. I mean, Rock star. the name Welcome. Welcome. Wilf. Well, I mean, you know, just...
0: Welcome Wilson Park is out that window. Yes. Right there. Correct.
1: And he was right. At the
2: time, there wasn't a company. Right. There, yeah. Sure. Yeah. No. But now yeah. there might yeah, now, be yeah, a little Yeah, I'd be company. worth a half a billion <laughs> at least oh, today. Oh, be
0: worth Half a trillion. Yeah.
1: <laughs> We'd be doing oh, well, this you know, episode you just, on a G5. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you,
0: you never know. But it is so funny because Radio Brave, was our studio, if we look out the windows, we're looking at Wilson Welcome- Wilson Park Welcome- right out the window. He, y'all just, need to have him on the show. He's on where the bodies are buried. He, he knows oh, that would- Not <laughs>
2: that he would tell. He wouldn't guess and tell. But my
1: God, that man's amazing. Icon. Well, I mean, there in lies like a lot of. You have some tails. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, we're good just tales. we're just we're just, we're just scratching the surface. It's going to be hard
0: to get it all. In. I know that. We're all, it's not possible. But we're going to we're going to just try our best and have some fun.
1: So then, where'd you go? Does it? Were you meeting your hubs? No, no, during no. This time? He
2: came. Uh, when did he come? He came in two thousand and one via a blind date. I was okay. working as a um, entertainment reporter in, in New Orleans. Orleans, and my good friend Meredith Cullen. Mm-hmm. Said, I have somebody I want you to meet. And I had fixed up nine couples that had gotten you married. You have? Didn't you yes. love that? I do. I'm an ordained minister, I love too. Love it. Oh, my God. And I said, uh, Nobody can fix me up, Meredith.
1: Yeah. You're you know, like, you're I'm, I'm the
2: fixer-upper <laughs> when I fix up other people. And he said, I'm telling you, I really think you like this guy. And I, he goes, He's divorced. I said, Well, I don't want him if nobody else. Right. right. <laughs> and so I met him in New Orleans in the middle of the onset of a hurricane.
1: Oh, and okay. the French
2: Quarter was flooding. Okay, and he was completely flipped out that you know we're knee deep water, and I'm like, oh,
1: please, this is <laughs>
0: this is nothing—a
2: cow peeing on a flat rock. This <laughs> okay. is nothing. When it's
0: shoulder deep, we gonna talk. Yeah, right. we could. <laughs> but we, we could. you get a tug
2: through here, then we'll talk. Right, and so <laughs> we've been together ever since. And that was um, next week. Will be
1: Ju- July 2001.
0: 15 years. Yes. That's yeah, he remarkable. is such a great... 16.
1: Yeah, he really yeah. is. And y'all yeah. built a really beautiful life together. Babies and dogs and charities and... People, we kind of Raising just money and... Take people in yeah, and... Yeah, you do. Yeah,
2: it's never, never, never dull.
1: It doesn't sound like it or no, look no. like it, no. ever.
0: But it, it's led you to being the wife of a major oil man, which, you know, when people think of Texas... We do.
2: Walking tall, the big hat, Jr. Ewing, mm-hmm. and he's
0: all of those things. He's, all of those things. He's pretty and, colorful. And a rancher. <laughs> and and a now
2: rancher. we're ranchers. And so we are.
1: This recently happened within the last year.
2: Within the last year, it was last September. I just, you know, I said two ninety is going to drive me to falling off the wagon. <laughs> I'm not even. I picked the wagon without a bar on it. I'm just going to. <laughs> Good
1: gosh, the traffic. Uh huh. And. Because you've had your ranch for a long time. About eight years. Okay. So, but y'all would just do kind of the weekend Uh, thing. It's 75
2: miles. Yeah. It's not that far. And I just said, I want a simpler life. Yeah. I Mm want to take it down about 50 notches. Well, you don't realize how many friends you have Uh when you move out of town like that. You say, I have guest houses or guest rooms. You have all
1: kinds of people show up. I'm sure. (laughs) But I do feel like um, when you. When you have people out to a country place or, you know, um, a comfortable... It's a different kind of spending time together. It's not like we're going to meet at La Griglia for dinner and have a three-hour little situation. It's like a night full you know it is 48 it's a hours. lot of hard work i'm sure it and is. especially
2: during aggie football season because oh, yeah, yeah. we're only 10 miles
1: big aggies. Cal-
2: big aggies which my husband will tell you that's an oxymoron <laughs> good aggies and big aggies <laughs> are that one in the same uh but so we're 10 miles from the football stadium okay and you have to drive in front of our ranch to get there so everybody wants to park instead oh, you have an extra sure. bedroom
1: and oh wow
0: especially uh, on the way home mm-hmm. right. like if i can just make it to shiller ranch i'm golden <laughs> exactly exactly but so, you guys are huge aggies we need to talk yes. about that too because like big time major
1: live eat breathe sleep it's a cult 12th it's a, man it's a cult. yeah but it's it a is good a cult. texas yeah. tradition. there's a lot of aggies right. in my
0: family and mm-hmm. boy oh boy are they ever mm-hmm. there Die is no hard. loyalty like no. being a former student no. You're never an ex-Aggie. No. no. Former student. And you Former. can tell
1: by that ring.
0: That's right.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. A I love guy. AM. <laughs> no.
2: You know, we talked about we brushed earlier on canines for cops, but that's how I, I started an initiative called Canines for Kids. And it was the day not. that Sandy Hook happened. I was flying to a horse show uh-huh. in Oklahoma City and um to watch one of my horses race. And I saw a man, I don't know what you call it, in the Middle Eastern... Um,
1: like the, not a burqa, but for the man's version? Uh, hijab. Okay. 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 And
2: we'll look people up. looked very uh, nervous. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's Oklahoma City. They still yep. take it very seriously. Yes, of course. Very seriously. <laughs> and we were all watching on the news as Sandy Hook was <sighs> happening. And oh, I, I was heartbroken. Chills. Sinclair was five years old. Those children were five mm-hmm. years old. And yeah. I walked up to two canine officers, and usually I'll have a wristband or a sticker or a challenge coin, something that I'll give them and just say, hey, thanks for doing what you're doing, and how did you get started, and if you ever need anything, let me know. And I could see them looking over my shoulder, and this gentleman was at baggage claim, and he said, duty calls. Well, I was I figured I was safe to stay and watch because I'd never heard about a terrorist taking a layover or southwest. Right. <laughs> they typically right. don't. And do I that was so dying much. to see how they were going to approach uh-huh. this gentleman. And as he was reaching down for his bag, I saw an Aggie ring on him. On on the gentleman that they oh were going to gosh. sniff. Oh my gosh. And I knew that we were okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I said so I hung around and they talked to him for a few minutes and they sniffed his bag and the the gentleman shook their hands. And everybody went on about their way. So I scooted back over there and I said, OK, I have a feeling that I know the story behind this. Can I guess? And you tell me or the officers look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> and I said, maybe he's a professor and he's from Qatar and he came here and he's either going to Oklahoma State or OU to teach class. And said, Do you know him? And I said, no, but I saw the Aggie ring. Mm-hmm. They said, how did you see his jewelry? I said, you know, we're trained You're for like yeah. things like that. <laughs> it dawned on me at that moment, we just, even though that gentleman was a resident of overseas, we just gave him more protection coming into our country than we were providing children in our schools. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I said, canines for kids. Why are we not putting dogs in every school? Yeah. So I ran back to my board. And I said, um, which Neil is—I have to brag on Neil. Neil sits on my advisory board, and I came back to uh, my board and I said, I want to put dogs in every school. They said, mm, I don't know, the liability's too high. And I said, figure it out. Yeah, we have to get dogs as a deterrent mm-hmm. in these schools. Yeah, and I, they said, what if a child's allergic to dogs? And I said, well, they're not going to lay down with them. Right. But I said, I've never met anybody that's not allergic to shrapnel.
0: Oh, see,
1: and, and there you go. Damn, damn, that's so cool. I want to hear that so much so more cool. about that.
0: We're going to hear a lot more about it with our fabulous friend and guest Christy Schiller, aka. Lucy and we Lip. still haven't. We, we still have one little surprise when we, we come do back. do too. See you in a sec.